big question. No answers. See these questions I got on my mind. I'm asking them all the time, time. Like traveling through the universe, I'm scrambling. These black holes, how does time flow? If I dropped in one, where would I go? Would I come out a hundred years old? Big question, no answers though. What happens when we dream? Is this world all it seems? I think, therefore I am. All I know is my name is Sam. On the road, child to a man. Do I need a plan? All these questions and more, that's what's in store. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Hello, Eileen. <laughs> <laughs> welcome 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 <laughs> thank you uh do you want to give the people a little um introduction on who you are and why um, you're here today <clears throat> i am eileen or danny it's complicated um i i know sam because he is the roommate of my boyfriend <laughs> um and yeah i don't study with them at ubc i study at emily carr study industrial design i'm from costa rica <laughs> i'm 23 years old i have black hair long and curly <laughs> um ultra yeah. creative i guess Ma- i don't know major mad designer mm. mad scientist woman yeah. <laughs> of the arts i like to make things you can sew you can definitely crafty yeah definitely like make to shit out of wood give you material and you can create something yeah whether that material is food or wood mm-hmm. or textiles it's just fun awesome yeah all right my um big question for you i think mm-hmm. i hope it's a fitting one uh <laughs> so where do you think work ethic comes from mm. i've actually been thinking about this a lot recently I think because we're about to graduate and I'm wondering how my work ethic will be once I'm not like in the mindset of like just working for survival for school and like trying to do something for myself. Mm. Um, Personally, I think it probably comes from like a very young age. Um, If you grow up under a household where you have your parents or whoever your like guardian or whatever is, I feel like you probably pick that stuff up from a really young age, or at least for me personally, that's where I see it coming from. Um, Yeah, like I've just seen my mom has always just worked like hours and hours. Mm. My dad as well, like all of my family. So yeah, I think it definitely comes from like a very young age and probably like however you were raised. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. That's probably like it could probably change very easily and quickly is like do you think up. that you need like a degree of like necessity mm-hmm. like right like if i yeah. think about all the super hard working people i've known mm-hmm. and like where my like work ethic comes from it's usually from a place yeah of, whether it's just me being a teenager and being like <laughs> oh shit i need money yeah. to take a girl to the movies <laughs> or like whatever it is yeah. it's like necessity I feel like is a big part of that I think so too I think that just like with anything in general you kind of like have to have a drive to do it so you kind of need to have like that little fire under your ass it's just like making you push and go so yeah I definitely think that necessity um does like I don't know if it like changes because I feel like probably throughout your life like depending on what needs you have your work ethic might change Mm. I don't know if 
I wonder if work ethic is like something that you have once and it's established in your head and you can't mm. unlearn it and you have that for the rest of your life or if it changes based on your like life interesting like, yeah like how your life goes yeah it's one of those things it's like it's hard to i think there are people that whatever they do they like come at it with like mm-hmm. this base level of work mm-hmm. ethic right yeah but then there's other people who maybe didn't discover that when they were young and they need something they're like actually passionate about in yeah. order to like unlock that part of them yeah yeah exactly but i do think that it is like it's there mm-hmm. whether you can access it or not mm-hmm. and whether you know it or not mm-hmm. being a human like we have that drive to yeah. if we find that thing mm-hmm. it's just maybe some people like you said because of their upbringing or because yeah. of their social or economic situation they were kind of forced to realize it mm-hmm. earlier mm-hmm. um which i think is actually that really valuable like obviously mm-hmm. i'm not saying like like obviously like poverty or like you know scarcity is really mm-hmm. terrible thing but there's something to be said for it just like you said like lighting a yeah. fire under your ass yeah. you know it's like it's something that i kind of have been yeah thinking about a lot recently because obviously i come from like pretty like privileged upbringing mm-hmm. and i was able to yeah kind of divert you of my parents and like you know they basically when i turned like 14 15 they're mm-hmm. like you need a job and like yeah. you need to like make your own money and do the yeah. stuff so i was kind of like willed or forced to do mm-hmm. it um but i know tons of people that grew up like very similar to me or like wealthier than me and mm-hmm. didn't have that weren't exposed yeah. to that and now i not that i worry about them obviously because they're <laughs> gonna be fine but yeah. i wonder how they mesh with because that's a very like that's a minority of people that get mm-hmm. to experience the world like that you know yeah. like oh don't worry like dad will take care of it or yeah. mom will take care yeah, of it yeah exactly um so yeah i wonder like there's obviously has to be this fine balance between mm-hmm. like enough scarcity or enough like incentive to go out and mm-hmm. work balanced with like you can't have no you can't yeah. have no safety net or yeah. no anything right but yeah exactly i guess it's the yeah I guess it really is like imprinting on the people around you though. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Yeah. I don't also, know. I yeah. wonder like what like how much of it comes from like for example when you said that when you were younger your parents were like you need to have a job so you're forced into it. Mm-hmm. So you like knew that this is a thing you had to do that was labeled like as a job and this is like, you know, just like very standard whereas mm. like I don't know for me for example I had to like grow up, grow up super fast and like there were a lot of things that I would do like for my mom like in the house like all throughout since I was really really little mm. that like now looking back at it like that was work like not like you know in the sense that we know like you get paid and stuff like that but like that was still like mm. meeting a certain standard like doing things at a certain time like it was a job like totally. a lot of the time throughout my high school um like i raised my little brother like there was just a lot of work of just like responsibility like, yeah exactly mm. and it was like yeah even if it's not said like it's a job specifically like that that was part of what developed like my work ethic right interesting yeah. yeah yeah knowing like yeah i guess it all does come down to just like personal responsibility like having that little whatever it were you like a person that's um i'm guessing I know the answer to this just by what you've told me, but like, were you like someone who just did their homework and just cleaned their room mm-hmm. and just kind of like 
did that <laughs> stuff out of their own volition or were you did you have to be like yelled at and told and... see you don't know the answer to this oh, <laughs> i well i think because like my mom was always very strict mm. like her being so intense about everything made me just not want to do anything ah, i grew see. up my entire life believing that i was really lazy and i do think i'm lazy but i'm like smart lazy like uh-huh. i'll do things and i'll be really productive at work and i'm really good at like a job that i'm handed but mm. it's because i am lazy and i want to do like the least amount of effort right so then i'm just work like smart and yeah. Not harder. yeah exactly so yeah i was just like I, also like my family has a certain like standard of like clean and everything mm. so yeah i got yelled at like all the time i never did like i did my homework on time but i did it always like the night before uh-huh. like yeah it, i was never like you know and i think i think it was also because i was being told Mm-hmm. what to do whereas like now when it's just all on me like i'm just constantly cleaning yeah. like it makes me happy to do it myself no one's yelling at me <laughs> <laughs> like i'll do my homework because i want to not because my mom's yelling <laughs> yes yeah, yeah yeah interesting yeah like the mm-hmm. incentives kind of switched a little bit yeah like. i don't know maybe i just i just yeah there's just something about having someone like Authority. tell me what to yeah. do where i'm like no i, <laughs> I don't want it <laughs> stop <laughs> yeah yeah i I've run across this like multiple times because I I was a person that was like more I mean obviously like my parents did have to tell me to do stuff Mm -hmm. but I I would like feel anxious if I didn't do my homework Mm -hmm. not because like my parents would like yell at me or Mm -hmm. hit me or anything it was just like I felt like this level of like oh shit my teacher says this I need to do this (laughs) and then I it like I was always like kind of fascinated and like kind of like jealous of the kids that Mm -hmm. were just like ah fuck it like where's your binder i don't know what binder like you know like like i was always kind of like damn like you really just don't care and like i wanted a little bit more of that i guess just to like have the kind of i feel like i was just an anxious kid Mm -hmm. in general maybe Mm -hmm. um obviously as i got older like that like weight gets lifted because you're just like ah it doesn't really matter if you miss an assignment here or there it's just like part of life but i wonder like how where the where that division comes mm-hmm. from again like is that a learned thing is that like a genetic thing mm-hmm. is that like you know having just and it's interesting you say that now how it like morphs and changes mm-hmm. as well like maybe those kids are also responding to the authority of their parents yeah. like constantly being on them and being like mm-hmm. they're just like yeah exactly i don't want to do this anymore yeah maybe it goes back to balance as well like maybe you're just like under this like mindset and then you get older and right. you're like, okay, now I'm going to try this more. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cause it's funny. And I feel like, do your parents still think that you're like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess you've like done pretty well in school and everything. Mm-hmm. So you've still like managed to keep up that like yeah. perception for your parents, even though yeah. maybe, I don't know, maybe you were horrible. You didn't <laughs> handle any of your assignments and they don't know. And you're just being a little sneaky. <laughs> no, I think like, I think the evolution that happened with me with like, school was like the healthier one it was Mm -hmm. like first year I was very motivated and like super studious and Mm -hmm. then second year it's like all right kind of done with this (laughs) third year was like really hard and like tough still Mm -hmm. did everything I had to do but like that really drained me and then fourth year I was like let's go (laughs) let's get this out let's get out of here bitches like uh, but I was able yeah I was able to like keep up my like I do have like a pretty mm-hmm. high academic standard for mm-hmm. myself um, just because again like I mean it's one of those things like if you're not taking your education seriously like, yeah what are you doing you yeah. know like you're paying all this money and you're like 
exposed to all of this resources like you might as well actually yeah exactly care mm-hmm. i get it if you just hate it and like mm-hmm. the bane of your existence or if you're taking some kind of like bullshit classes mm-hmm. but it, for things that i actually enjoyed like mm-hmm. that's the secret right it's yeah. just finding things that like you've obviously found your shit mm-hmm. like you love to create and mm-hmm. you love to challenge yourself through that and like it was a similar thing with me through like science and exercise and figuring out ways to move and yeah i think yeah at the, i mean at the bottom of everything like kind of how i mentioned i think that's what underlies it is mm-hmm. just having a passion for something right. truly yeah. yeah yeah and then doesn't matter if your parents are yelling at you or not like mm-hmm. if you have that passion you're mm-hmm. gonna figure out a way to do something yeah. right yeah because it's funny now that i like am older and not like living with my mom like when she sees me or like when she came to visit me here once and she like came to work or like she I think my family's just like surprised and they're like why are you so responsible like everything's so clean mm-hmm. like what like what is happening right? and I've just like switched it entirely I'm like she was there all along in high school <laughs> you were just being too mean <laughs> you weren't letting me be myself yeah but yeah it's funny to see how like shocked like your family is when you like they're like oh my god you actually kind of have your yeah, shit together exactly. <laughs> yeah. like what but yeah no it's pretty funny so what was your first like real job or like the job where you got paid no mm-hmm. not even it could have been like a cash job but, mm-hmm. like anything what was my first real job i don't know i mean they were like the smallest little tasks like when i was super young mm-hmm. where i would like just sweep the floor of like my mom's salon because she's a esthetician and a hairstylist yeah so just sweep up all the hair but that doesn't really count i think probably the first time i had like a proper proper job was once i graduated high school and i moved back to texas and then i Mm. had not one but many (laughs) they all just came at the same time really and that was the first time i ever like worked so you're take me through your um like born and raised and then like your track your journey oh my god like zero to yeah yeah well like go from there i so i was born in costa rica Mm -hmm. and then when i was five or six my family moved to houston texas to chase after the american dream you know Mm -hmm. the usual very lovely Mm -hmm. um and then i lived there basically for like all of my childhood up until I was 14 okay and then we like didn't have our like work permit everything Mm. to like stay anymore so we had to go back to Costa Rica um and then yeah well so um my dad stayed um and since we were undocumented my mom was just like, ah, I don't want my kids to like grow up in this. So mm. she took me and my little brother who I was 14. He was like one and a half at the time. Wow. So we moved back to Costa Rica and then he stayed there. Um, and then I did high school in Costa Rica. Cultural shock was insane. Yeah. Um, that part was like the craziest part of all of it, I think. Um, and then, yeah, I graduated high school and I was just like, desperately wanting to leave home Mm. and just go as far away as possible because i i I knew growing up that like i just didn't feel comfortable where i was and Mm. i just wanted to like be as independent as possible Mm. um and yeah so i just 
I was like, where can I make a lot of money very easily? <laughs> Let myself be exploited. <laughs> oh, Texas. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Why don't, why don't I just, why don't I go back, you know, say hi for the first time in nine years. Wow. Um, and yeah, I went back and I was under a... Uh, I feel like I'm incriminating myself, but <laughs> hopefully no one official is listening to this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I went back and I this was... This is all a fictional narrative. This is all... Uh, this is a fictional character. Her name is Daniela. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is not I. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I moved back and I was under just like a tourist visa. Um, but like my dad was there and he had been working undocumented this whole time so he he like knew where to go and like everybody and all the companies and there's yeah so i worked there and then i made enough money and and what were some of the jobs you were doing i was a golf cart driver um for a tennis club that Mm -hmm. was under renovation so i just took members from the front to the back because they couldn't like walk by themselves because they were too rich yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) it was a ridiculous job stop working once you get to a level of exactly (laughs) (laughs) your shoes are just too nice and you you don't have time to break them in like (laughs) you just get driven everywhere it's absurd um (laughs) but yeah so i worked as a golf cart driver in the mornings and then i would like work as a valet I would just drive all these crazy, crazy cars. And it's Texas. So there's wow. like trucks, like Sam trucks that are like, <laughs> I would say almost as tall as this room. Sometimes <laughs> they were crazy. Damn. Yeah. I'd love to see you driving one of those. Do you ever have oh. to like this, like crank the seat all the way down and forward? That's or? the thing. Like you can't really, you can do that, but you're not really supposed to because uh. you're supposed to like return the car. Like right, however the person is. gave it to you. Yeah. So I had like a whole technique. <laughs> Envision that there's a wheel in front of me, right? So yeah. I would like with my left leg, oh. I would curl it behind the seat, like underneath. Okay. And then the wheel, I would just like hoist myself to like grab it Uh from behind to drive like this and then drive with the other hand like on the wheel like normal so that I wouldn't slip back (laughs) very dangerous but you know I was a professional (laughs) but it was crazy I feel like the the like was it a hotel or it was just a bunch of random events so we would do it for like um sports clubs we would do it for weddings Mm. we would do it at restaurants like yeah, it's a really big industry and it's it's weird that mm. it's so organized and there's so much about it that I feel like you wouldn't take into consideration. Like you usually don't have a lot of space in the parking lots, so you literally have to park the cars like right right next to each other, like barely about to like bump into each other. Mm. And then let's say this is like super out of topic. <laughs> I just <laughs> think it's so interesting. <laughs> but like let's say that a car that's like up here in this corner, the person is about to leave and it's surrounded by a bunch of other cars. Right. So then everyone it's like a silent queue. We all just look at each other, run for the keys of the cars that are around it and it looks like this like mechanic <laughs> <Crazy> thing. <laughs> yeah, where everyone is suddenly in the cars, they're all turning on and they're all coming out in like wow. weird ways and yeah. then the one car gets out and then everyone just like gets back <laughs> into this little puzzle. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I actually <laughs> I lost like over thirty pounds in like two months because I was running so much from valet. Oh my god! Because all I did was like run. You just run back and forth from car to car, and like Damn. usually sometimes it's parking lots that are like in garages and stuff. So you go up the stairs and down the stairs. Doing hill sprints. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, so that was a valet. Okay, golf um, cart, golf cart mm-hmm. valet, real valet. And then 
there was a, a building where they offered valet to the residents, but a lot of them like didn't really want it. So they were like, we don't really have anything else to do for you or like make you guys do. So just be the doorman. Mm. So I was a doorman at nice. this fucking building waiting for someone to let me take their car, <laughs> which was usually like I those shifts were like eight hours. You stand by the door, open and close it. Oh, man. Um, you can't sit down. Um, and yeah, only like I would get to park like two cars in the whole eight hour wow. shift. So you're just like standing the whole time. And there's like a camera like watching you the whole time so you can't be on your phone you can't do anything oh that God. was like a true test of just like yeah like meditation yeah Holy literally shit. and all while wearing a fucking tux <laughs> <laughs> no way. during the like valet you and the, there was a, yeah yeah was, <laughs> i do actually and like a fucking little bow tie thing it was ridiculous <laughs> and it was amazing. like there was so all of these jobs were under this like company that provides a bunch of services okay um and it was just like about 80 people in total so the recept the not receptionist um doorman and then it was like construction work also hmm. um so there was like a building next to this one that they were making another one and we would go in and just like clean up from the beginning of construction to the end of it so i'd be picking up like big like chunks of like concrete and stuff i yeah. would pick up like bottles of pee from the construction workers in the oh. bathtubs um yeah it was just a lot of cleaning a lot of sweeping and then I worked at American Eagle this time as well. Oh, damn. I worked as a hostess and a waitress in a Mexican restaurant. I worked, what else did I do? What's yeah. like the most jobs you've had at one time? <laughs> Eight. <laughs> Eight mm -hmm. at one time? Mm -hmm. I was working like 98 hours a week. I almost got to 100. Oh, my God. Yeah. I almost got to 100. How long can you do 100, like 98 hours a week? People do it all the time. That's my dad's life as like an undocumented person in the States. My That's dad worked. Crazy. That was like nothing. My dad would do like 113 hours a week. Oh my a week. God. You're literally just exploited for how like many all hours of your energy. Even, how many hours are like there in a week? 18. Uh, I don't know. But it was like 18 These something or more yeah. hours per day. That is. Yeah. That's fuck. <laughs> and none of them were really just like sitting doing nothing. I mean, some of them were really like sitting doing nothing. Uh -huh. But it was like still required some sort of like, you know. Oh my. But 24 times 7. There's only 168 hours in a week. Yeah. And you're supposed to be sleeping for <laughs> 8 hours a day. Just don't sleep. Yeah, just don't you sleep. You have like no time for sleep, no time for food, no time for anything. Have like, yeah. Dude. Yeah, it was wild. This the whole time I was living with my dad because I was trying to like make as much money as I could. And like I hadn't seen him in like nine years. This Whoa. whole time that I was living for him for like three months, I would only see him once a week in the morning where we would just like cross paths like before going to work. Whoa. Because I had Give all the jobs that he had. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On the way <laughs> I was like, out. Hey, nice to see you. <laughs> Bye. Damn. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, you just work like crazy. Nine. So you didn't see your dad for nine years. Mm -hmm. And then within that three-month period you're like yeah barely so yeah spent time. another thing is because again with my parents the whole thing like you need to do this or you can't do this they were like you're not gonna do it you're so lazy like wow. it's not gonna work so i was like oh really yeah yeah they even like i remember i think it was my mom and dad had like a bet going on to see like <sighs> when i would cave first they had like a, a time oh where they were like God. she's gonna crash at this point and I never did. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. I could have been on the, the week where I almost got past the 98 hours where I like had a small car crash. <laughs> oh my God. While I was doing one of the valet events. I was just fully exhausted. I hadn't eaten. Like Ugh. you just don't eat well at all. 
I was like backing up and then I just like ran into something and I was just freaking out, shaking, panicking. And then that's finally when my boss was like, okay, now you can go home and have a break. Jesus, dude. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And it's, it's just like bizarre to think back on it because like that was my life for three months. But this is people's lives like every day, every day, people who just genuinely really need it. And like, yeah, you're just undocumented. You need it for your family. Right. Yeah. And like a lot like was your dad sending money back home to your mom or is he like? Yeah. 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 Some of some of it. Some of it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. Wow. That's a different life. Mm hmm. That's the. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it was a it was a very interesting experience, and also I was the youngest one there by far, and there was like eighty people in the company in total, and I was one of four women in the entire company. Wow. Yeah, and I was the youngest. And you were eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, yeah, I was super young, and everybody loved me, and I I also was like one of the only ones that could speak English like mm. very very like fluently right so that also gave me a really big advantage yeah and everyone was like we need you for this job <laughs> <laughs> you must talk to people <laughs> yeah wow so it was interesting there was actually one like random story I because people weren't used to seeing a woman doing like the valet services a lot of the times women were the ones that were like taking the keys and like writing down the numbers and mm-hmm. everything um, and once I showed up to this event and it was this guy I think his name was actually Sam. No way. This fucking guy. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like showed up to this event that my dad was like, yeah, yeah, you can go. So I went um, and there's like this big lineup of valets. It was actually it was, like ugh, ridiculous, but it was an event for like shopping. It was like imagine Black Friday, but okay. people wanted valets so that they could like get into the store as fast as possible oh and do their God. shopping and not have to worry about parking. That's literally what it was. That's what why I was God. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So I like get to the event. I'm like lined up. I'm waiting to get assigned to the car and then I get in. And then the owner of that like event thing, um, he saw me getting into the car and drive away and he was just like shocked he looks and as i'm like driving the car to go park it i just see him like chasing after me like just super fast like coming to get me whoa i like park the car i get out and he's screaming at me he's like hey like who are you what are you doing here (laughs) who told you to come here and wow i was like oh hi my name's daniela um i'm aaron's daughter and he was like oh you're aaron's daughter (laughs) (laughs) you you were just like stealing the car i don't know like why are you so what and he was like oh my god you're so pretty i was like oh god (laughs) please holy shit yeah it was just one of those there was yeah there were so many times i'm sure like i i haven't obviously dealt with too much like under the table labor but like Mm -hmm. my friend uh, in california used to work at we used to work at this almond orchard mm-hmm. on the weekends for like extra money and you could always tell like it was just the most shady like i can't imagine being kind of forced into that because you have no other option mm-hmm. like you're forced to kind of into that like just shady like you were saying exploitative yeah labor world where like i mean so hopefully you get you know nice people and i'm sure your dad has like found out the assholes over the mm-hmm. years has been been there but mm-hmm. uh yeah that's just uh just you're kind of always 
I feel like your stress response is probably slightly always there. You know, yeah. you're, you're always slightly yeah, on edge. Like, is sure. this guy trying to fuck me over? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. What kind of work are we doing? Like, yeah. where are we going? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I think I was also just really young and naive too. So I, didn't, I don't think I even had that. I was like, I'm here to do my job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get paid at the end of the day. I don't care. And right. then I would just show up and do whatever people asked me to do and never like stood up for myself or did anything because mm. I was just like, yeah, I don't know. You're just so young. You don't. Right. I wasn't even thinking about it. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fucking So crazy. many stories. So many stories. <laughs> oh, my God. There was What's, this... like, the shady... Was there, like, a really shady emplo- like experience employer? Um, I don't... I'm not sure. I don't think so, because usually, like, this is just a company that's run for a while. Okay. But I think the shady parts or, like, the shitty parts usually came from interacting with the customers a lot Mm. like there was this one time where we were doing a valet event for a mexican restaurant and then like one of my coworkers was handling the car and like took back the car to this um mom and her daughter um and then yeah like the guy like let them in and everything and she's like oh thank you so much do you mind staying for a second and then she like turns to her daughter and she was like so if you don't go to college, this is what your life is going to turn up like, oh, being like. So make God. sure that you do this and do that so you don't end up like him. And she just drove away. What Yeah. fuck, yeah. dude? Just so what ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Oh, ruthless. my God. Yeah, with no, like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Jesus. There's, we just ran into so many, like, ignorant and, like, horrible people. It's crazy. And they, like, a lot of, obviously... The company was like mostly Latinos and yeah, I don't know. People just see like a huge group of Latinos working and Mm. then there's just a bunch of assumptions. There were a lot of times where people like would look at me and they would look at their car and they would think that I was going to do something. So Mm. I remember this one fucking old man getting his laundry. I didn't even park his car, do anything to it. Yeah. But he just like saw me and then he like looked back at his car and he like went inside. When he came back out, he like looked at me and started like to do a like walk around his car to make sure that I didn't like harm it in any way. And then he left. There was like another time where some guy didn't want us to park his car and we were just like under policy. Like sometimes we kind of have to or like be very persistent. And he just like threatened us with a bunch of guns that he had in his truck. Oh my Because it's God. Texas. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, huh. there was just like, ah, oh, just countless stories and experiences. Wow. And, yeah, I think the the most like shocking parts definitely came from, like the, the, like the customers themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and like any like shady bosses, I feel like the fucked up part is that it's just so subtle that you don't realize that you're getting fucked over right until much later yeah like the guy who would usually like call me up for all of these jobs um yeah i don't know they just like don't really care yeah about yeah i guess you're like, just like a meat sack it's undocumented do work. work too yeah. like i was I had no taxes on any of the money that right. I made. I mean, any of the money that the, that the person that we're talking about Daniel exactly Levy. made. Yeah. She didn't pay any taxes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Like, they just, they know that they can do whatever they want. And, yeah, it's crazy. And so then you make all this money to come and study in California or sorry in Canada is mm-hmm. that the that was the end goal yeah exactly so after so I was like I'm gonna take a little break off work and I'm gonna go home for the holidays so I was planning on going back to Costa Rica and then 
on my way I was like okay I'm just gonna be here for like two weeks because I need to get back to work because I did manage to make a lot of money during that time Mm -hmm. so like obviously that was I knew that that was the only way that I was gonna be able to do that so I went back to Costa Rica and then on my journey back to the States, I got busted by immigration. (laughs) No, really? And yeah, they like any time that like I travel with like my you family, got pulled into a room they and always like... pull us into the room always it's like it literally always happens anytime that we go in and out of the states wow and they always hold us there for like two hours this time the thing that was different though was that when we went into the room they they give you a stupid pamphlet that's only in English so anybody that can't read it doesn't understand what's happening oh my but God. they give you a pamphlet and they're like give me your phone and password what yeah so you have to hand them their phone there I think I could be making this up, but I think someone said once that in those rooms, like there's just no laws, like they can do anything to you truly. So yeah, they were just like hand over your phone and your password. And then they just looked through everything, everything, everything. And they would see my messages with my dad, with my boss. They would see pictures that I had of like me and my like uniforms and stuff. And yeah, so they held me and my mom and my little brother at the time. Um, not at the time, (laughs) but yeah, they held us there for 28 hours. Um, in a room, Mm -hmm. like it's like a, it's like double the size of your room Uh right now. It's just like, imagine going into like a, like a, like the bank and they just hold a bunch of people there. So we were there with like, like a cell. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We were like, we had to stay there overnight with like, I think they ended up like bringing in like six other women and like three of those were pregnant like about about to give birth like a lot of them just want to go into the states so they can give birth in the states and then their child can have the u.s passport um yeah there was like (laughs) one guy came in he got like arrested while he was there because it was a bunch of stuff you could hear them like yeah they would just bring in a bunch of people and ask them so many questions um yeah and by taking their phone and like seeing their conversations and messages and everything they would just like catch them like right then and there they're like well you're telling me that you're coming here to travel but your messages say that you have work next week so Mm. what's up with that and then they would send them on the first flight back to wherever they came from wow yeah so i was there for the 28 hours um we like slept on like these stupid chairs they just had raisins to feed us because they didn't have anything else because it was just like police food oh my god yeah um they also didn't let me sit next to my mom or my brother because they didn't want us to talk so they had us the whole time like across the room from each other um they took away everything any sort of like electronic devices anything at all and then i remember after like 10 hours or something they called me in to like an office to talk with one of the officers and (laughs) it was just I just remember it being so shitty like there was just a chair that was like stuck to the ground like nailed to the ground yeah everything is just so cold and disgusting and obviously they're super mean like they're not like hey like you can come in with us now no Mm. it's like bitch get the fuck up go inside (laughs) like they're just so mean um and I feel like I also had it easy because I don't have an accent like Mm. you know I can just I feel like there's like a lot of bias so that I got free from but yeah so what was the like end result that they send you on your way do they send you back to Costa Rica yeah they just send us back they were like we can make this hard or like 
the easy way. You can just tell me everything. You can tell me everything about this company. You can tell me everything about your dad. My dad, who has been undocumented for over nine years, they just wanted to know everything. And they were like, we know how much money you made. We know everything. Um, and yeah, they basically um, like canceled my visa. And I got deported from the States. Holy shit. And I wasn't allowed to enter for another five years. Um, and they sent us back on like the first flight to Costa Rica, escorted by the police as well. Wow. Put us like on the first, like we were the first people to enter the, on the plane. And once we were sat down, they waited for us to like buckle our seatbelts to give us our phones back. <laughs> and they gave me my phone back. I open it. Literally every single app on my phone was opened. Oh my. Like all of it, absolutely all of it, yeah. So they just went through everything, and they knew absolutely everything, and yeah, it was fucked. And then I was like, okay, so <laughs> I guess I can't go back to working. Um, and then I just figured it out from there, on like in Costa Rica. You were like just like I was like, university or like how did like no just to more like more work, more work. yeah. I, see, I, see. I was just because I know in Costa Rica you can't make as much money like that right. fast, so. I, what was it that I did? I remember I was working as a waitress and a hostess at a restaurant Mm -hmm. all while I was doing other things like during the day. So I worked for Amazon actually. No way. (laughs) Really? Uh, Amazon is like booming in Costa Rica. Like everyone fucking works for Amazon. Damn. Um, in the call centers. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 Um, so I worked there, but I, I knew that I was going to leave like the whole time that I was getting a job. I knew that I was going to quit like super quickly. And I, like I had before I worked at Amazon, I had another job that was lined up, but it was like two months or like one month from that time. Okay. So I needed something to do for those In literally three weeks because wow. I was like, I can't keep not like, work. Yeah. yeah. So I just worked at Amazon, did the training, worked for one week. No, I <laughs> worked. Yeah, worked for one week, did the training for two weeks. And then I was like, OK, uh, I have to leave. <laughs> and then I left. <laughs> at the time, I felt really bad. But now looking it's back at it, Amazon, I'm like, dude. yeah, yeah <laughs> like, fuck. fuck. <laughs> like, they didn't even care. Yeah. Because they make it seem so nice to you. They're like, oh, you're doing so well. And you're like a statistic when you're working there, especially totally. like in the call centers, too. Oh, like, yeah. You have to reach a number like mm-hmm. you don't matter as a person. No. Yeah so holy shit yeah and then after that i went to working as a travel agent yeah um and yeah and that filled up my time enough until late august when i moved here wow and now i'm here <laughs> how did you hear about emily call like where did that come from um i actually wanted to go to ubc first okay. and i like applied for I think it was called environmental design or something. I got in, I got like a teeny tiny scholarship, but mm-hmm. that obviously isn't enough like mm-hmm. for me to like work and pay for it by myself. Right. Um, so then I started looking for like alternatives mm-hmm. and then Emily Carr was one of those. I saw that it was way cheaper than UBC. Cool. And yeah, I just kind of like, honestly, I didn't even know what I wanted to study when I came here. Mm-hmm. Like I had no idea. I just knew that I wanted to leave. Right. And I like Canada seemed like a little safe space. <laughs> <laughs> like it was still within like close proximity to like home so i could still visit and everything but yeah like industrial design like i didn't know any about that like i didn't know it existed or anything cool yeah Yeah, emily Carr was just like a super last minute decision and it worked out perfectly and it worked out so well yeah (laughs) (laughs) so happy (laughs) that's fucking amazing yeah so makes sense why you're such like a bubbly like personality because like if i'd gone through all this shit then i'm finally in a place where i don't have to work 150 hours a week and like actually have you know yeah status and all that like yeah god damn dude yeah that's where i'm like 
now where I'm at this point in my life, I'm kind of like struggling to let go of some of the work ethic that I built right. and that I learned while I was in Houston because that was the first job I had. Like, yeah. Also, like I said before, I was pretty naive. I didn't know like what what your rights are. Like you you shouldn't be working <laughs> 98 hours a week. Yeah. So sometimes it's hard to let that go. Like now, right. like my bosses or anyone like. I don't know. I just like my dad was the one who taught me everything about work. And mm -hmm. he was like, you can't say no mm -hmm. ever or they will not call you back. Wow. Like, don't let go of opportunities. Like don't say no to work. Wow. So that's just been ingrained in my head like my whole life. Yeah. So anytime anyone asks me, like, can you cover a shift? Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> will you do this? Yes, I'll do it. Like wow. I'll do everything you ask me to do. Like, yeah. And now I'm like realizing that maybe there are some things that you should say yeah, no to. Yeah. yeah. But again, it kind of feels like it's kind of a, a privilege to be able to do that to now. say no yeah yeah because i don't i don't have that like crazy need right to pay for school like, right anymore which yeah yesterday i paid for my last semester Let's of tuition go. fuck yeah Respect. never again <laughs> <laughs> put myself through college not doing that again that's like, yeah mad respect that's <laughs> yeah amazing. so yeah it's crazy that that happened but wow yeah it yeah. feels weird yeah no i mean like i think I definitely don't have that to that degree, but uh, like instilling that kind of like can't say no, mm -hmm. take everything as it comes because you don't know, like kind of like that sort of what's the word, like almost like a famine mentality mm -hmm. where like, it, it, you know, it's yeah. kind of like I think or like or not my great grandparents, but like great parents, great grandparents of people in the States who grew up in the depression mm -hmm. are very much like of that mindset mm -hmm. as well. Just like, yeah, you never know when this shit can, I mean, and it's kind of good cause they're right. Like at any moment, mm -hmm. like the sh the wheels could, could fall off. Yeah. Right. Like, but I think it's, it's going to be something that you'll probably have to take a while, especially as if you're pursuing this design career mm -hmm. and I have a feeling you're going to be good at it. Like <laughs> there's going to be people that <laughs> there that will probably, you know, be trying to exploit you mm -hmm. and then if you have still have that yeah. kind of like oh yes like do whatever for yeah, them exactly you can definitely get yeah. burned so but it's a good thing that you're aware of it mm -hmm. i think because at least you know you're thinking and you're like yeah and you'll have caleb to run past any sketchy <laughs> you know what's actually decisions. super nice at emily carr there's like these two ladies who like if you have gone to school there and you've gotten your degree there at any time in your life you can be like 50 years old you can come back to school you can go to them show them the contract and they will tell you like this is okay this wow is not okay this that's is okay sick. this is not okay yeah isn't that that's amazing that's really cool because it's it's a big thing like usually with like arts and like anything mm -hmm. sort of like creative work it's very easy to fuck people over totally um so yeah they're there to make sure that your contract is legit. That's so that, cool. Yeah, you're getting like a fair pay for what you're doing. Wow. So Do you have like resources. um, like is there something that you'd like love to design? Like, would you mm. like? Is there a goal in your head that you're like, if I do this, then I've like mm. set out what I want to achieve. I don't think so. I don't think that will ever like. I don't think I'll ever have like one big goal to achieve, and once I've met it, then I'll be like chill. Done. Yeah. I think that will always just like develop and change over time because i like to do so many different things yeah i think that's why i like industrial design like in general because i don't have to focus only on like woodwork and furniture like i can go to like any other thing whenever i want because yeah. i've already like developed those skills um but right now i have kind of like a little like five-year plan i think i'm 
gonna try to dive into like textile industry mm-hmm. work as like a not what is it called i think it's like technical industrial designer or something so imagine like a cool clothing company that you like Mm -hmm. and then before they put all their shit out into like the market they need to like have someone that says like these stitches are fine it fits like this it does this it does everything fine got it and that's all you do (laughs) and you get paid a lot of like quality control sort of yeah exactly interesting for clothes cool yeah or you can go into like the more creative part where you're designing those clothes and doing all of that right I'm also down to doing, but yeah. yeah. Apparently, like in Vancouver, there's lots of work for that, so mm-hmm. I feel very lucky. Amazing. Yeah, I'll just like work towards that, and then yeah, maybe I'll like gain enough experience to then work in like bigger companies that I actually like, and not just for like something random. Um, there's like a really cool company that I like that's called Farm Rio, and they're a Brazilian company. Hmm. I have this like green puff jacket oh, yeah. thing that's like all crazy designs and mm-hmm. stuff on it. And it's like a company that focuses on focuses um, on like sustainability in their garments, mm. and they also work with the like indigenous tribes in Brazil, um, and work with the women to create the patterns for the garments. So it's like very involved with the community and everything. Cool. So yeah, you can also be like an like a technical designer for that as well. Awesome. You just have to have like experience. Um, yeah. So it's just like a loose goal out yeah, there but i'm putting awesome. it into the universe right now by saying this Hell on yeah. here so <laughs> honestly that's like now it's solid yeah <laughs> it's gonna happen <laughs> really really that that's part of the reason that i enjoy like doing this mm-hmm. stuff this just like any kind of audio recording mm. is like it does feel it feels like this like audio journal yeah you know? yeah and especially when you're with somebody you there's only so many ideas that you can access just by yourself Mm -hmm. right like maybe when you're going to bed and you're having like the kind of like twilight sleep Mm -hmm. and your brain's kind of going crazy Mm -hmm. you're like oh that's a good idea but having like a back and forth and like solidifying Mm -hmm. things like just happened like you're like oh i actually do want this (laughs) you know like it's something that maybe like you already knew but then putting it into words just kind of like feels more like definite or concrete yeah um Awesome. Well, I wanted to also <laughs> bring up quickly the great recent news that you're coming tree oh, planting yeah! with <laughs> us next uh, season. Mm-hmm. And I think that from everything you've told me, <laughs> my my immediate assumption was correct, and I think you're going to be a fucking uh, rookie bowler. I hope so. <laughs> as long that would as be cool. yeah, like you're yeah, I think you've already. The hardest thing to develop is that mindset and you sound like you've already got it. So like, yeah, Yeah. all it is is getting used to bugs and Mm -hmm. being wet. Like, And I'm from the tropics, so (laughs) bugs and being wet is all Costa Rica is. So sorted. Yeah, 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 it's wild. I I was thinking that I was kind of like scared that like I don't have that drive anymore. Like I don't need to pay for tuition. Like Mm. is there like when I'm there, am I going to want to like bust my ass to like plant as many trees? But as time passes, you realize that you ha- now have new necessities that exactly. you didn't think you had. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, fire yeah. is there. No, <laughs> like, it's there. Set me off. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I need it. Yeah. 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 So I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be Like, sad. I feel like a because I've done so much, like, labor-intensive work yeah. for the past, like, I don't know how many years, 
like <laughs> I sound like an old lady, but like I need to take care of my lower back <laughs> like, <laughs> and like my wrists and my hands. Like, I know, I know, because I know that if I don't do that, then wrist and hands is big. Yeah, it'll wrist like and hands fuck is up really big. the rest of like the season, or you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. So I need to. That's the part I'm not worried about it, but I'm like I know I need to be cautious. Well, I'm about to put out my program so you could follow along with it if you'd like that would be nice um yeah i I, need the help yeah i need to i need to do a little bit more research and yeah because wrist and hands are definitely Mm -hmm. the biggest thing you need to worry about like your hands just will get fucked yeah but um yeah if you yeah well i can send it to you i wonder can you like potentially like injure your wrists and hands to the point where after tree planting it affects you like you won't have the same mobility so this guy Richie, mm-hmm. um, he was a, he's a crew boss, um, but planted for a long time, like mm-hmm. eight or nine seasons, and his like third or fourth season, he ended up getting like basically like carpal tunnel of so- a sort of kind that basically like pinched one of his finger tendons so much that he ended up needing to get surgery. Mm. I would say like I don't think that's definitely that's definitely not like normal Mm -hmm. your hands will like there's this thing called the claw where like your finger tendons just get cramped yeah literally you'll wake up and your hand will just be in a ball Mm -hmm. and you'll try and open it and you just either go like closed or open like there's no like you couldn't like slowly close your hand you'll like reach a point where you're slowly closing your hand and then it Uh goes so because you're just holding the shovel like this yeah. all day like finger tendons are something to be really wow. really aware of um same with like wrist extension mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm gonna do a lot more this season and mm-hmm. like getting my wrist extensors strong and like mm-hmm. make sure i'm flexing my getting yeah. one of these kind of like resistance bands and mm-hmm. they're just expanding my hand out um because yeah your fingers your hands delicate little thing it's mm-hmm. not meant to be slamming into rock all day like yeah um but no i like my body held up well mm-hmm. um you're speed up by the end of the season mm-hmm. like you'll have days where your knees hurt maybe your back a little bit i didn't have too many problems with that mm-hmm. um it's just making sure you're keeping like elliot did a really good job of teaching me good form mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what that's you should so st- focus on in the beginning like you'll really like you'll see like people will want to go fast mm-hmm. and they might be fast, way faster than you in the beginning but they'll have terrible form and they'll either fuck themselves up or they'll be planting shitty trees mm-hmm. and then John will make them replant and then you'll pro- like at some point you might have to replant it's just kind of like part of the thing mm-hmm. like, it's a whole like mental mm-hmm. battle with yourself it's and just like constructive criticism yeah go it really and is it. and being mm-hmm. like I'm shit at this I'm like no I'm the mm-hmm. best planter in the world like, <laughs> I'm the best rookie there is and then yeah. being like oh maybe I'm not but um, yeah just shoring up your form in the beginning is mm-hmm. that's the best advice I can yeah. give you it's just and Elliot will do that. I'll help you with the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm super excited. Yeah, me I'm, too. I'm really excited to see <laughs> all of us break too. <laughs> That's the best part of it. Oh my the God. best part is just the psychological <laughs> destruction that you don't even notice. But then by like the third or fourth week, you're yeah. just like, what's going on? <laughs> I'm going to go insane. My mind is turning into mush. Yeah, it's like... Uh. <laughs> But it's it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a crazy, crazy way to live and make yeah. money and 
you'll meet some wild ass people mm-hmm. yeah and like what what else am i gonna do instead of right you know, like, and we'll still be fucking we in quarantine probably yeah exactly like, just stay working at the fucking cafe for god knows how yeah. long and yeah no it's mm-hmm. just like seems like such an attractive option and yeah. now it's there and it's happening and i'm so excited uh, yeah had you ever like i'd never heard of it before Mm-mm. Elliot or coming no, here even when I'd come here I don't think I'd heard of it until mm-hmm. Elliot told me about it I haven't I yeah. heard from like one of the regulars at the cafe that I work at he was t- telling me that he like runs the company that like tree plants with um drones oh damn yeah cool so that's like the only thing I had heard but I didn't know that people, people did it not it robots <laughs> <laughs> i think they get like all the nice like land and yeah. terrain and then humans get the definitely shitty part. yeah you couldn't have a drone yeah. in some of the shit that we're going I, to oh, yeah <laughs> i'm like trying to think of what things i should bring that will still make me feel like myself <laughs> yeah little luxuries that yeah you can like yeah like still things to sleeping be shit is super important mm. um like things like even like just nice like an outfit if you want to feel like a normal human being <laughs> oh <it> definitely will <laughs> you know um just like i would say clothes are the biggest thing like yeah um if you like to journal or coloring yeah. book something you can do to just kind of like unwind yeah definitely bring some artsy stuff um yeah for sure um but yeah it's gonna be wild <laughs> Because, yeah, let's say, like, so I, yeah, I, like I was saying, my parents wanted me to get a job when I was young. And so mm-hmm. I've worked since I was, like, 15, mm-hmm. um, but in, like, a normal, like, payroll job. So I was never working more than, like, 40 hours a week. But mm-hmm. even then, it's still, like, for being, like, 16 and working 40 hours a week, it feels mm-hmm. like you kind of have your shit together. And mm-hmm. Like, I'm making money and all this. But then, yeah, the planting vibes was way different right because you're yeah, working like 60 hours a week mm-hmm. and then they do kind of fuck you because on like you do a lot of unpaid labor like around mm-hmm. camp like you're moving oh, bo- really well you're like moving boxes of trees or mm-hmm. you're like every night you have to re like load your trees into the trucks mm-hmm. or there's like the the reefer is the as reefer is like the refrigerated uh lorry that brings all of the trees it's like mm-hmm. a massive 18 wheeler trailer mm-hmm and sometimes the the reefer is too cold so you have to get all of the fucking trees out of the reefer and it's like a huge like hundred man job that you're in like a big train just mm-hmm. like passing boxes back and forth that's what you'll feel your back is just like fucking like, like <laughs> not even trees. in the job that yeah, i'm getting paid to do moving boxes it's <laughs> well, like fuck. literally but you'll be qualified to work in like a warehouse afterwards yeah. <laughs> like you'll be, you'll be qualified Ooh. to like move boxes around um but yeah so that's yeah that's one thing but i would say overall it's like it's a pretty good experience i heard the cooks usually have a really fun time the cooks this and is that it. the food is like really good the too. food is really good mm-hmm. it's interesting you honestly might love the cooking but also hate it but <laughs> because like you have to be awake you wake up at like four or five a.m mm-hmm. before everyone else is awake to make breakfast mm-hmm. and then you work until like basically everyone leaves around um by like 7 a.m and then you're prepping for dinner or making like shit for lunches Mm -hmm. trail mix but then like from like 10 a.m till planting comes back or maybe like 
more like noon mm-hmm. to like planting planters come back around like six um then you're kind of on your own to do whatever you want yeah so it's kind of a weird dichotomy like you you do become homies with the like cooking stuff mm-hmm. but also they can be kind of like separate you mm-hmm. know like because yeah they're busy yeah they're busy you're not there your schedules on overlapping mm-hmm. they go to bed relatively early they wake yeah. up super early um and yeah and you work every day no mm-hmm. days off every day of the mm-hmm. season which is that's another thing yeah. every day <laughs> for like that's a lot like you making you're making bank mm-hmm. you're making like i want to say like 200 dollars a day mm-hmm. every day of the season which is like however long 90 days long so you come away with like 18k probably damn um that's pretty solid yeah and then if you're like the head chef you make more than that mm-hmm. um and they do have pretty great facilities and stuff it would just be kind of like i don't think i could do it necessarily yeah i don't think i could do that yeah it's a lot of times though it is like former planters that are just mm-hmm. like i couldn't plant anymore like i didn't oh. want to i hated planting yeah. so uh and yeah they'll usually have like openings or mm-hmm. if you want to make extra money sometimes they'll like have shifts mm-hmm. uh whether it's like dishwashing or just like serving mm-hmm. um that you could try it out and mm-hmm. see but Ooh. is this whole other like yeah it is a That'd whole other level of it. economy that you're like yeah i had no idea that existed but like there's this person <laughs> making like you know yeah. 30k in three months yeah. because they're just yeah working at a bush camp fuck like, i wish i knew tree planting existed like before school. like a long yeah, time yeah, ago yeah, like, <laughs> that would have saved me yeah having to work so many random things yeah i know yeah but I'm excited. I'm excited. Too. I think <laughs> I'm going to actually miss cooking for myself. You think so? Yeah, because I love food. I love cooking so much. Yeah. So it's just going to be like kind of weird. I bet probably... we, we could swindle them and be like, let's have Eileen make some papacones. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, where's the closest where's plantain? The just, just bring it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I Just let me whip something up yeah. for you. <laughs> I'm sure we can. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be mm-hmm. able to figure something out. Yeah. Um. Awesome. Well, I think we've been going for... I don't know how long here. I can have a look. Uh, Probably very long time. My <laughs> sentences are very long. Ah, about an hour. So, nice. um, yeah, did you have anything else you'd like to impart to the world? Any other wisdom that you'd like for um, maybe your fellow uh, fictional, undocumented <laughs> people? Or, like, um, I don't know, anything that you'd like to leave with the, the listeners? I don't know. With the listeners, I think if if you haven't like found that like passion or thing i guess like i don't know yeah i don't know because sometimes it comes to you and sometimes you just like have to like really work hard for it but it seems to me i yeah i feel like i've similar to you maybe i've fallen into the things that Mm -hmm. i like just by trying certain things Mm -hmm. and obviously like like i mentioned i'm coming from a place quite different from where you, mm-hmm. where you came from where i had a lot of opportunities available to me mm-hmm. to try things and yeah. i understand that's not reality for a lot of people mm-hmm. but it seems like if you find yourself in a position where you can try as many things as possible yeah do it yeah, and then exactly. eventually you'll find yourself mm-hmm. doing industrial yeah. design i was always so frustrated by it because i went to like a private school in in costa rica and there were so many rich kids and there was just like so many kids that their parents had so much money and they like did nothing with it. And it would make me so frustrated. Mm. I was like, fuck, just travel, like get instruments, like mm. take lessons, like do something with it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But there was this one guy 
and he would like over the summers he would go like travel and he would like spend time in the amazons like with like indigenous tribes and he would just always do so much random shit and i was Mm. like yes just take advantage of what you have like yeah yeah, just fucking do it go for it but yeah i don't know i think if you haven't found that little fire under your ass like just find it and then work really 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 hard to get it but make sure that you're not exploiting yourself and Mm. that like on the like in the long run it's something that will make you happy Mm. um yeah definitely like instant joy versus like long-term joy is very different and i think you should always focus on the long term awesome yeah i think it's very important it's where what's gotten me here today so beautiful fuck yeah and yeah you've had a fucking i didn't know like i think you kind of mentioned the like Mm -hmm. fictional deportation that didn't actually happen exactly but um having you elaborate it like that was nuts yeah like i didn't know that yeah there's a lot to it yeah but yeah it's definitely just like shaped so much of my life and like what i want and yeah it's crazy wow mm-hmm. amazing thank you very much for um of course coming on gracing me with your presence thanks for letting me talk about myself for so long <laughs> <laughs> this is great go- it's fun right yeah <laughs> i know why i do it <laughs> Oh, amazing all right yeah. well um yeah we'll leave the people there cool thank awesome. you thank you <laughs> bye bye big question no answers see these questions i got on my mind i'm asking them all the time time like traveling through the universe i'm scrambling these black holes how does time flow if i dropped in one where would i go when i come out a hundred years old What happens when we dream? Is this world all it seems? I think, therefore I am. All I know is my name is Sam. On the road, child to a man. Do I need a plan?